Business is personal. What I would recommend is people not go after cost, but go after relationships. Because when you compete on cost, you're going to lose. Because there's always going to be somebody who's going to undercut you and do it less than that. And, and that's not the kind of customer you want to go after. Because you're constantly marketing. You're constantly going after it. What you want to do is you, you want to build relationships. It's the Living Freelance Podcast with Randy Stroom. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Living Freelance Podcast, where business is personal. I'm your host, Randy Strew, and this is episode one. So thanks so much for, uh, for joining us today. With me for today, my first ever guest is uh, a friend of mine, and um, I'll tell you what, just by way of introduction, uh, when I first got into podcasting, there were two people who really uh, kind of had my back and who really gave me a lot of um, shoving in the right direction, who really gave me a lot of encouragement. One of those people was my wife, and uh, believe it or not, one of those people was Isaiah Knight. And uh, Isaiah Izzy is uh, the founder, the owner of The Yummy Potato, which is, uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about what The Yummy Potato is coming up in just a little bit, but uh, he's the founder, owner of The Yummy Potato, former radio personality, and he has agreed to be my very first guinea pig. Isaiah, welcome. Thank you so much, and I, I didn't realize that. Um, I, I'm I'm so glad that you've uh, you've taken this path and 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 you went this way. I I didn't realize that. That's um, that's real humbling to hear. Well, it's 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 very true, and um, you know that was uh, we're actually going to be talking a little bit about this uh, as as the as the interview goes on. But um, one of the things we're going to be talking about is is networking and um, I guess leveraging your contacts. And it started when I started leveraging my contacts, calling up friends, friends of friends who were all in the business and saying, hey, I lost my job in radio. I'm looking for, uh, I'm looking for something to do. I'm thinking about you know, going freelance. And that's kind of where Isaiah stepped up and, and really, um, really helped me out. So we're going to be talking a little bit about that just in the sense of leveraging contacts in, in just a little bit. But um, Izzy, first, before we get into any of that, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do at the Yummy Potato? Um, everything. <laughs> Welcome to Freelance Life. Um, I am the secretary. I am the, um, well, I try to be the bookkeeper, um, which is something that I absolutely hate to do is, is the books and the numbers. That is not my, my, my gifting for the, the business side of it. I, I, I hate that part of it. Um, you walked into episode two, so you're going to want to stay tuned for that. <laughs> I hope that sounds good. Um, yeah, as, as much help as I can get on that, the best I can. I'm, I'm the guy who's producing the product um, because that's really what I love to do is I love to create and to design and to, um, to let my uh, imagination just kind of roam freely. Um, that's, that's what I love to do. Um, so when you own your own business, you're wearing all of those hats. And uh, I, I honestly – it's been, uh, it will be, wow, two years. It's going to be two years in March that I've had my own business and th- that, I've been, that I've been down this road. And I, I, I can't imagine it any other way, honestly. You should say the Yubby Potato is a, is a I, I call it a marketing, for shorthand, I call it a marketing company. Yeah, that works. I, 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 media agencies, typically what I, how I explain it to folks, because um, 
you know, it's, I, I, I dabble in a lot of different things. Um, it, and when I used to be in radio, and if you talk to anybody who's been in radio, you've been in radio, um, it seldom is it a single hat job. And that's something that I always appreciated because my ADD appreciates the ability to go, you know what, I'm really bored doing this. Let me go do this instead. Um, right. And <laughs> it's your ADD. Uh, it makes it a whole lot easier to do the, well, I'll take that back. It can make it easier to do the freelance life. Being disciplined and having ADD, that's a whole different story. But, yeah, I mean, that's, that's right. it in a nutshell. Is it's, a, it's a media design agency. Um, we, we like to create stuff. I do um, ads, radio, TV, print, web design, um, anything that requires an imagination. There you go. So that's uh, that's the yummy potato. And um, I mean, your job really, when it comes down to it, is is getting people to know your clients. Yeah, I I I know it's kind of cliche, but it's also kind of along the lines of storytelling too, of being able to tell the story of somebody's brand. Um, but yeah, it's it's you know, hey, my client has something that you need, and and here's here's how you get it. Um, so yeah, I guess, yeah, in a nutshell, yeah, I, I haven't thought about it like that way, but yeah, I think that would be a All pretty right. fair yeah. assessment of it. Okay. Okay. Um, now what we're going to talk about today a little bit, I know this was, this, this is a struggle for pretty much anybody I've ever known who's had to go out and start working for themselves. And that is, okay, I've got this skill, I've got this, uh, product, I've got this whatever that... I can do, I can do it well, I can do it well enough to make money, but how am I going to find people to, you know, pay me for it? You know, that, that really is the gist of, of, of starting the freelance life is, okay, finding what you love and then getting people to pay you to do it. So let's, let's start with uh, when you decided to start the Yummy Potato, now you came off of a, a radio career where, like you said, you did pretty much everything. You did social media, you were on the air you worked with clients. How did that translate over into your freelancing? It's like you said, I, I mean, it, it's all the connections and the friends that you've made over the, the course of the career that, that does it. What I tell most people is the first nine months are going to suck. Um, <laughs> and it really is true because here's the thing. All right. So you decide you're going to start your own business. All right. Now you're going to start working your networks. Most businesses have an annual budget. So you have people who will spend with you, uh, who will choose you, but it takes time to make that conversion over it. And, and it takes months to be able to do that. It takes months to be able to get the word out about you. I mean, unless you have like some type of amazing widget that you're selling, you know, if you're, if you're trying to do something, that, that's, that's really what it comes down to. At least from my experience, um, it takes nine months to be able to get from um, – from drag, you know, to, to, to <laughs> try to guess for air and try to keep your head above the water to a point to where, um, you know, you're able to, to provide wealth for you, um, yourself and your, and for your family. Um, but that's what I tell most people is if you can stick it through, you can stay consistent with it and keep hitting it for nine months. Um, you have a shot. It doesn't mean you will, but at least, you know, you have a shot of doing it. And for me, um, it took about nine months. I think for you, it's about the same amount of time for you as well, right? Yeah, pretty close to that. I mean, 
I went through a couple of different avenues than what you did. I think because of the nature of the business that I kind of chose to go into versus uh, versus marketing. Um, but yeah, before I really started feeling like, oh, hey, this is something I can do, <laughs> and find enough people to pay me for it to make it worthwhile. Yeah, it was probably about that. Yeah, and that's 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 pretty much it to a nutshell. It just takes it takes time. It takes time. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of um, of wanting to do it. I'll never forget. Um, it was a month where it was just I didn't know how I was gonna make it. You want to talk about a God thing? I'm sitting here thinking I don't I don't know how this is gonna work. I really don't. And it was right around the nine month period. I'm sitting here thinking this is that was about eight months. It was about eight months in, and I, I'm like I have I have no idea. God. If you want me to do this, you're going to have to show up because I don't know how I'm going to do this. And, man, um, like just blessings from God came from heaven. There's really no other word for it. Uh, to know that God wanted me to do what I'm doing with this, 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 was, this was it because I was, I was done. I was ready to, to give up. And I had um, probably the best month of my year that month. And within a week, it was just this thing came in, then this thing came in, then this thing came in, and this thing came in, and I'm sitting here thinking, oh, my God. I mean, not, not only did I get enough to, to be where I needed to be, but it was, it was above and beyond. And um, I, I was literally right at that, that point of wondering, what on earth am I going to do? And, and it was scary because, you know, I'm a single dad. Um, it's just, just me and my two kids, man, um, half the time. And it's like, well, how, you know, what are you going to do? And, and from, from that time on, it's, it's just been, it's been such a, for the most, the most point, um, a really sweet experience. Now, anytime that you do stuff on your own, you're going to have your own battles. You're going to have your own things that you have to face and your own challenges and stuff. Um, but to be in control of your own life is, is an interesting thing. And, um, you know, I, I love how the freelance world is, uh, economy is, is now such a, a big deal because other people are going to be able to afford this experience. And uh, it's, I don't know, it's, there's such a, a sweet freedom of being in control of your own destiny. You know, like you said, the, the nice thing is that we're, the way the economy is going it's more and more of us are going to be kind of aiming in that direction and, and, and able to experience that sort of life where, um, you know, you're, you're sort of, you're, you're writing your own check as it were. Uh, yeah. It's a frightening thing. It's scary, but, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty cool too. And, um, yeah, definitely, uh, not something that I was sure I was ever going to do again. Uh, after the first time I tried it many, many years ago, but, you know, definitely something that I've, that I've enjoyed since, uh, since getting back into it. Now, let's talk a little bit, and, uh, <clears throat> because this is kind of your area, um, I, I think. Uh, let's, let's talk a little bit about getting the word out there, getting your name out there, getting people to know, you know, who you are, you know, that you're in business, and... Uh, what you can do for them? Um, it, 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 basically, what it comes down to is is um, who who's going to care about it, and why should they care about it? And, and that's and that's what you need to find, um, depending on what your business is. 
I don't know. I mean, let's let's pick an industry. What what, what industry do you want to want to play with here? Uh, well, you know marketing. Let's uh, let's start there. <laughs> you want to give all the tips and tricks about marketing out to everybody, man? <laughs> <laughs> let's let's. Well, I mean, it doesn't matter what business you have. Right. Um, what it comes down to is is who's the consumer, who's going to need the product. And you need to research that. You need to see where are they going? Where are they looking for things? What do they care about? Um, what are they saying in the meetings when you're not there? What are their concerns? And, and kind of go from there. Uh, the truth of the matter is, is there's, there's a ton of people out there who are doing marketing. There are a ton of people out there doing voiceovers, like you do. Uh, a ton of people out there who are doing production, whether it's radio or TV or commercials. Um, at the end of the day, while some people, what I would recommend is people not go after cost, but go after relationships. Because when you compete on cost, you're going to lose. Um, because there's always going to be somebody who's going to undercut you and do it less than that. And, and that's not the kind of customer you want to go after. Because you're constantly marketing. You're constantly going after it. Um, what you want to do is you, you want to build relationships. Um, and that's that's essentially what it is. You got to go to networking groups. You gotta you gotta get involved with your community. You gotta go out there and and uh, and do stuff. Um, get out there and get your name out there. Uh, uh, I, I think this is where we start talking about leveraging the people that you already know, leveraging past clients, leveraging friends who are either in or around the fringes of the industry you're working in. I really think people want to help other people. I've just finished a political race um, locally here, and, and, and now I'm heavily involved with politics, which, again, by the way, when you're doing freelance work, you're free to do stuff within your community that you may not normally have the time to do. Um, I volunteer a lot at the schools, and I, I've, I'm able to help in my community and do things. Now, I do that without... I do that without trying to think, oh, I'm going to get, you know, possibly a lead or, or, or anything like that with it. I, I, I love the freedom. I love having extra time with my kids. Um, but people see that, and you can meet people, and you can, you can make connections that way, which is, which is neat. And, um, you, know, it, it's, you know, it's that. It's through Facebook, um, being out there, asking people. Say, hey, um, you have XYZ company. Do you need this widget? Whether it's marketing or if it's cleaning service or whatever the whatever kind of company you have, ask them. You know what's the worst thing they're gonna say? No. Oh, do you know anybody who could need this product? And people, I think, genuinely want to help. I mean, there's obviously some people out there who are complete tools, <laughs> you know, that aren't gonna be helpful at all. But I, I really believe, generally, people people want to help. So there's this really good book. I think it's called Givers and Takers. Um, can't remember the author's name right off the top of my head. I think I have it on my iPad rather than on my desk. Um, downside to having digital books. You can't put them up on your shelf. So you can <laughs> quickly go, well, what was that book? And it, but, I mean, it, it goes over that idea that if, if you're a giver, if you're helping with other people, um, you know, it's overall you're, you're going to do better. And I, I really believe people who – who naturally give, they're going to say, hey, um, you know, I, my company doesn't need that, but Bob down the street, you know, we, we were at the, the club or, you know, while we were doing golf or we were at, um, I don't know, at the gym or we were at some meeting and they said that they need your widget. 
or they need that service, um, you should go talk to them. So right. now you're going to be able to talk to that person and say, hey, Bob told me you were looking for this. Oh, you know Bob? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a great guy. You know, um, and, yeah. and not only are you connecting, you're, you're connecting with the uh, recommendation of your friend, which, which is so much stronger than just making a cold call and saying, hey, you know, blah, 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 blah. Because, you know, and coming from my marketing area, we are bummed. Bombarded with messages every single day, just absolutely bombarded with them. And, uh, you know, what would we rather have? Would we rather get some cold piece of mail coming in, or do we want to hear from uh, somebody that's our friend, you know? And, and that's really the way to do it. Um, absolutely. Uh, the book, I, by the way, I believe is called Give and Take, Why Helping Others Drives Our Success by Adam Grant. Yes. Yep. He has another book out, too, that's also very good, which is about... Uh, why products um, do well and why products don't. I don't remember the title off the top of my head on that one either, but it's it's another great book. Um, and and I'm not a hey you got to read this book kind of guy. Um, so just just as an FYI, but these are these are both really quality reads, really well thought out. That you know I, I would recommend checking out because the the, the premise is 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 good and. You know, whether you're uh, somebody who believes in Christianity or not, you know, sowing and reaping is is just a natural law. And, you know, if you're putting good seeds in the ground, you're going to get good stuff back. Um, And I really do believe in that. Um, Doing the right things for the right reasons and, you know, the winds will come. And it's, it's true. I think just in decency overall, if you're trying to, you know, to make things work for people, I mean, that's, that's, well, that's you know. Just it. um, and it's like you said, it's, it's when you're doing it without that, that sort of uh, ulterior motive. Uh, well, here's the thing is we all have that friend who has a multi-level marketing something. And, and, and there's a ton of them out there, uh, which, by the way, if you do freelance, I mean, I know there's some people who do well with them. Personally, I wouldn't touch them with a 10-foot pole, and I'm sure I'll get emails on that one. But um, <laughs> I know I just said the, you know, the, the ultimate no, no go there. But I, yeah, if you want to do freelancing um, and you really want to control your, what you got to do, so stay away from those things. But you always have that one friend who's like, hey, do you want to join this MLM? And you're like, no. <laughs> no, I mean, let's, let's go play tennis instead or, you know, let's go throw the football or, do, you know, let's go grab a beer or something. I, 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 I don't want that. <laughs> right. You know, um, I, I, I hate the idea of selling to my friends. Um, yeah, and yeah, no, um, I, not a, it, it, it feels like you're pimping your friends and, it's, and family. And yeah, I've never been a fan of that. But, I mean, those multi-level folks, yeah, I want, what I want you to do is I want you to join this thing and make me money. Right. <laughs> the whole idea of that, it just it drives me nuts. It's like, no, nah, you know, go figure out a way to make those products on your own and sell them, and you're going to be able to get um, – You have a, yeah, I think you have a better future with it. Um, now, I mean, there's some people who – Exactly. You know, it's like, no, I don't want to come to your party. Um, for some reason, some women really love that stuff, and some people do really well with it. But it's I, I do have friends from whom I, I 
look at every invitation warily with, <laughs> with, with more than a little trepidation, like, okay, this is a dinner invitation, but are they going to talk to me about Amway? Um, you know, <laughs> you know. And there, yeah. there are friends out there like that. So, yeah, you don't want to become that, that guy or that girl. You, you don't want to. Yeah. I, I, but you also have to be willing to tell people, hey, this is what I'm doing, and this is the way um, uh, I, I've moved in a direction. And if you run across somebody who can do this, this would really help me. Um, Definitely. You know, and just leave it out there once. Don't bring it up again unless they ask. Um, I, I think know, that's so really funny important. You that. Um, I, I talk on social media a lot about what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, because, it, I mean, it, when, you're, when you're a freelancer, when you're not a freelancer, your job takes up a good chunk of your life. So yeah. when you go on social media and you're talking about your life, a good portion of what you're going to be talking about is what you do. And um, I, don't sell, I don't sell myself to my friends. I don't, hey, you know, I could really use the work, blah, 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 blah. I just I occasionally throw out there, hey, here's what I'm doing today. Um, and just today, it's so funny that you mentioned that, just today an old uh, college buddy of mine contacted me out of nowhere and said, hey, we need, uh, uh, we need voicemail messages recorded. Can you do it? Sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and that's that's a, that's a cool way of doing it. There's no pressure in it. It's and I mean honestly, especially I mean if you're in those networking groups, um, I believe you and I are actually in one group because uh, we do cross over a little bit when it comes to production. Right. You know that's that's another way of doing it. Play, play within your, your your industry. Now I mean I don't think playing inside a bubble or inside a box is a, always a good thing, but you know iron sharpens iron and. Uh, you know, a word gets around, you know. Um, if, if somebody needs a certain kind of sound or a certain kind of uh, approach or a certain kind of tool, you know, you can say, hey, you know, I can't help you with that, um, but so-and-so will. Right. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, I think all of this really comes down. And, and, and I see so many books and I see so many, I've heard so many different energies, and really what it comes down to is, if, if, if you're a decent person and you do things right and you keep your name out there, you're going to have to self-promote. And if you do that, it'll work out, you know, uh, it, typically. I mean, again, I don't want to come across saying, hey, follow this formula and this is what's going to happen. But, I, I mean, overall, that's what I've seen is just do the right stuff, you know. Um, and, and just And I think the most important thing is, and I, and I hear – Here's the biggest problem in the freelancing is imposter syndrome. And I think that's what it comes down to. It has, it has nothing to do with networking. It has nothing to do with getting out there. It has to do with imposter syndrome. And once you get over that hump that you are actually the president of a company, um, that confidence conveys into the conversations that you, um, you deal with because people are attracted to confidence. And... Yeah, so it's, it's, I, I know there's a lot of rabbit trailing there, but that's that's really what it comes down to. Yeah, no, it, it is. It's so true though, because you, you know when when I first had when I first realized that I was actually going to have to go out and market myself, and uh, that scared me to death. The idea, okay, I've got to market myself. I haven't had to market myself in years. You know, the last time I marketed myself for anything, I was applying for a job. So, <laughs> you know, it was a free. Well, it's answer. because of a mindset we're in. All right, I'll give one more book. Uh, e Myth Revisited. Um, I had a very good friend tell me this is the book you need to read because what happens is if you are a worker bee, we are taught to think like a worker bee. We're not taught taught to think like a manager. We're taught to think like a visionary or a leader. Um, And that's how a 
business is divided. You have somebody who's pointing the direction of the ship. You have um, a person who's doing the managing, and you have the person who's doing the actual work. And it's all about building systems. Um, I, I think the very first thing someone should do before they even decide they're going to go on their own is to read that book. And it's pretty short. Um, but I think it was by far the biggest eye-opener I've done because you sit there and you think, wow, this, this is exactly it. You know, you're, you're taught to think like a worker. Or if you get into the step of management, you're taught how to manage things. And, you know, if you're a worker, you go, well, the manager doesn't understand for my position. And then you have the manager who goes, well, why won't they, they do, you know, this formula so we can keep our quota or keep whatever the, the measurement of success is dreamed up to be. And then, you know, you have the managers who are like, well, that leader, they're crazy. There's no way we're going to be able to do that. Um, <laughs> which even infuriates even more of the worker down below. Uh, but we're kind of taught to put ourselves in these boxes. And once you um, realize that there's these three different boxes, what you have to do is try to get yourself into that leadership box and try to fill in the rest. And that way you get out of being a freelancer and you're running a business. Because honestly, if we're freelancers, um, what happens if we're sick? The, right. the end goal for all of this should be to make it run on its own, I think. Yeah, I mean, to some extent, depending on what you do, um, you know, like for, for me, I'm a voice talent. Uh, if I'm sick, I'm sick. I'm, I'm not doing any work. Uh, right. you know, I, fortunately for me, I can fall back on audio editing. So at least I've got something to do if my voice doesn't work. But, yeah. um, but yeah, I mean, you know, if you're, if you're a, a building contractor, um, you know, whatever else, yeah, you want to be able to do the work, but I, I think you hit, I think you hit on, on an important thing and I think it's probably going to come up throughout the life of this podcast. Uh, if not every episode, then probably at least once every couple of episodes. And that is you need to remember, you need to have the mindset that I'm no longer an employee. I'm a business owner. Yeah. If you're a freelancer. You own a business. And don't be afraid to outsource work. Um, you don't have to do it all. I mean, sometimes, and, and I, I think that's, fortunately, I've been blessed enough, um, and, the, and these seasons come and go, to where I have too much. You know, when it comes to, uh, like, a project that comes through, and then I have another project that comes through. Because that's another issue with uh, freelancing, is the ebbs and flows that you experience. It's feast and famine. And um, we could go into a whole bunch of other uh, very long conversations on how to fight the ebbs and flows that happen with cash flow. Um, oh, yeah. And essentially, um, you have to protect against that. But I bring this up to say, when you have the extra work come in, have somebody else, and, and obviously you can't when you have a voiceover, but say for me, for example, I have a commercial production piece that needs to come in, and I need somebody else to, to help me out. There's nothing wrong with contracting that out to somebody else because you're still making money on it. You're still preserving that relationship, that client. You're still getting it done and you're protecting your ebbs and flows. And that's money that you can put in the bank for when there's a, um, a famine that and will you know, come. Absolutely. And you know, that's, that's part of, of leveraging those contacts as well. Um, exactly. Those and when they get too busy, guess what? They're going to come back to you and you become a team cooperative. Right. Well, and, and in my business, I mean, I, I, make, I have relationships and I build relationships with people doing video production, audio production, marketers, 
uh, all people kind of who work around the fringes of my industry. And I tend to build those relationships. So when I get somebody who says, oh, hey, I need a voiceover, but I also need it edited into the video, I can say, okay, well, I don't do that aspect of it, but I can subcontract that out. I've got a guy who could do it. Yeah. Well, you, you don't tell them that you're subcontracting it out. Um, you, you just do it. You oversee it because you want to make sure the quality stays like that, but just, just take it on as a product. And then your client thinks, oh, you do this too. Right, yeah. Oh, you can Let them think you do that too because you do do that too. Oversee it, make sure the quality is within the scope of what you want to do, and outsource it. Um, there's, there's nothing wrong that, with that. By the way, you're also helping other freelancers. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's a wonderful thing. And then now you're creating yourself an engine because I think all of this, when we do this, we should try to, as much as we can, build. You want to you build predictability as much as you can into your um, into your business as you can. You know, I, I try to know I'm going to have exactly this month, every month coming in. And then like I have two, two different tiers of income. I have my contract revenue that comes in that I know is going to come in because it's a contract. And then I have my revenue that comes in that's ad hoc. You know, I know eh, about this many hours is going to come from this client. This many hours have come from another client. And, and I, and I do it that way. So the more you can build on your contract hours, hours that you know that you can rely on, the, the better of a financial position you're going to be in and the less headaches you're going to have. And that comes out of building those relationships, turning clients into long-term clients. It's all about building relationships. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But, yeah, never, never turn away work. I mean, if it's something that you can handle within your scope, I mean, don't take on a project that you have no business taking on. Um, if somebody comes to me and says, hey, can you, uh, you know, help do taxes, I'm going to look at them and say, nope. <laughs> I know, guys. <laughs> that is right. not within the scope of what I can, what I can do. But no, no, no. <laughs> that's not my thing, man. Um, but <laughs> that's, that's it, you know. But, I mean, I do radio TV stuff. Somebody comes to me and says, hey, can you help with, um, you know, uh, this um, – Oh, I'm trying to think of something that I don't normally deal with. Um, I, 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 I mean, I have my hands in so many different pieces now. It's, it's, it's hard for me to think of something that I'm not typically, uh, typically doing. But let's say somebody, you know, wants to pop into something and, and, and they'll be like, well, you know, half of that would be my project anyway. Why don't I collaborate with somebody else? And then we both win. And, and being able to open that collaboration and, and have that collaboration. See, it works both ways because you know that you have, you know, John Smith over there who can do that. And at the same time, John Smith knows, okay, well, if I need Y done, Isaiah Knight's my guy. Yeah, because at the end of the day, what you want to make sure you're doing is you're the go-to source for what your scope is. Um, and, and, that's, and that's important. Yeah, and that comes down to, you know, and that's one of those things where, you know, right now we're talking about sort of the building blocks, kind of building those contacts, building those connections, creating those relationships. But, I mean, part and parcel of that is if you want to create a relationship with a client, if you want to turn a one-time client into a long-term client, you know, that's going to come down to your quality of work. That's going to come down to your communication skills. Uh, that's going to come down to how you treat your client and how you treat the project. <laughs> It comes down to relationships. I think it really comes down to relationships. Obviously, you need to get, you need to produce a quality product. You need to be able to, you know, there, there are a whole bunch of other 
other pieces that go along to it. But it's it's about a relationship. Um, I can't think of a single client I have where I can't pick up the phone and just say, I don't know, just, just pick up the phone and talk to them. Um, every single one of my clients, I can pick up the phone and I can say, um, except for maybe like a brand new one that I just, just picked up, but pretty much all of them. Hey, what's going on? You know, what do you, what do you think about the Patriots making it to the Super Bowl? you know, again, (laughs) Um, you know, I, it's, it's, it's like that. Um, and I, I really think that's great because, um, you know, they know you have your back, uh, their back and, and they, they have yours and it's, you know, I'd rather work with friends than uh, with strangers. So even when I do pick up somebody new, um, and, and fortunately I had a couple of new clients come in this month, you know, the, 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 the very first thing I, I want to happen is for them to be friends. You know, I, I don't, um, you know, I don't like working with strangers like that. I, I, I want them to become, become my friend, become, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're working together towards things, you know. Um, they have a business, I have a business, and we want to, we both want to succeed. You want to talk about a really good customer experience. Think about Apple most of the time. And everybody, the bigger you get, the more you're going to have issues. But typically, if you walk into an Apple store, um, you're going to be greeted with somebody who's knowledgeable, who's friendly, who's ready to help you, even if you don't have an Apple device, those poor people. Um, <laughs> but I've seen it. I've seen it. And, and they'll genuinely try to help out. Um, you know, I'll have clients who call me up and they'll say, hey, I, you know, um, what do you think about this? I'm not billing them for the time. I'm going to tell them because they're my friend. And, right. and, and I would hope they would do the same exact thing, and they do. I, I really think that's what it comes down to. Is like, I, I know I, <laughs> I should probably disguise his name. I'm trying to – I'm not going to make up a name. I just say I know a guy who is the ultimate cheesy sales guy, and all he wants to do is make a sale. That's, that's it. That's all he cares about. And I, I, I can't, can't stand it. You know, don't be that guy. We all know that guy. Don't, don't do that. And if you just genuinely have a heart to serve, it will help. I, I really believe that. Isaiah, tell us where we can, uh, t- tell us where people can find you online, uh, find out more about the yummy potato, what you're doing out there. Type in the yummy potato. Um, and you'll find what I'm what I'm cooking up. Um, usually something delicious. <laughs> right. As long as it doesn't have a Food Network uh, link, you're probably going to find Isaiah there. <laughs> I had a couple people. Okay, what do you say? What kind of restaurant do you have? And it's like, well, I, I, I cook up ideas. <laughs> That's my thing. But you know, they're like, well, how'd you come up with that name? And it's like, well, I I. I don't have a lot of money, and I just needed something people would remember. <laughs> and it worked. <laughs> so, people Whatever love food. Works, right? Bingo. Well, uh, Isaiah, yeah. thank you for uh, for being our first guinea pig on the Living Freelance podcast. I uh, appreciate it. It's great, as always, to talk to you. Likewise, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Find us on Facebook at the Living Freelance Podcast. Business is personal. Hey, thanks for joining us for episode one of Living Freelance Podcast. I'm your host, Randy Strew, and a special thanks to Isaiah Knight of The Yummy Potato. You find out what he's doing at theyummypotato.com. Coming up next, uh, well, in two weeks, it's Jean Yoakum, author, ghostwriter, and blogger. She does a lot of great work uh, blogging about um, 
freelancing, blogging about home businesses and startups and things like that. And uh, she's just recently written a book that we're going to be talking about next week as we discuss the psychology of living freelance. It's the Living Freelance Podcast. Thanks for joining us. The Living Freelance Podcast is hosted and produced by Randy Strew for Flame in the Dark Studios. Theme music is Checks for Free by Jason Shaw at Audionautics.com. The Living Freelance Podcast is copyright 2018 to Randy Strew for Flame in the Dark Studios. Mm-hmm.